Welcome to The Read Along, a mini book club for your ears, a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm your host, Scott. I'm your other host, Anita. And join us on a journey through a good book, one one chapter chapter at a time. This episode of The Read-Along is brought to you by the Well-Endowed Podcast by the Edmonton Community Foundation, exploring the impact of passionate people who are working to make Edmonton a strong, vibrant city to live in. The Edmonton Community Foundation helps people create endowment funds. The podcast tells the stories of how those endowments intersect with the community. You can check it out and subscribe right now at thewellendowedpodcast.com. had an opportunity this past weekend to have a bit of a busy weekend where we saw many friends we have not seen in a while. A socially busy weekend. Yeah. Very rare. Our son was mildly put out about it and uh, Saturday morning was like, but I want to have a lazy weekend. And my reply was, we've had too many lazy weekends lately where we've sat around the house and done nothing. It's nice to get out from time to time. And we ended up going out and having brunch with some friends on Saturday. Yes. For all-you-can-eat crepes. <laughs> at, Delicious crepes. At Cora. Uh, and then we had a couple friends over to watch some movies that evening. Yeah. One of whom lives in Saskatchewan. Yeah, so, we had an uh, out-of-town guest. It was wonderful. Uh, who we haven't hosted in a while, so that was nice. And then the following day, went for brunch again with some other friends we haven't seen since well, long before Christmas. Probably last summer, maybe. Quite possibly. They had moved since, so it was an opportunity for us to also visit their new house. Yes. And uh, ended up spending most of the day, actually. Much longer than we had intended. But they were in no hurry to kick us out, and we were in no hurry to leave. So <laughs> It's true. And then, of course, our son afterwards was like, can we come and visit again tomorrow? <laughs> After having started the weekend, complaining that we weren't having a lazy weekend, didn't want the weekend to end. No. So, there Sweet. you go. I think he forgot what it was like to go and play at a friend's house. Yeah. Because it's been a long time since he's been able to do that. Yeah. So. so, yeah. But it was nice. It was a full weekend. Yeah. I was kind of peopled out by the end of it. Yeah. But by, like pleasantly so. By right? Sunday night, it was like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Yeah. Like when you've had a really busy day, like but productive, and you finally flop down, you're like, oh, that felt good, but I'm tired now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm peopled out, and I'm tired now. But it was great. That's a little social update. Yeah. That's, that's what we've been doing. We finally got to visit with people. Yeah. Hooray. Something we haven't done really since the holidays in any significant way. That's true. It's nice to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with our book right now. <laughs> no, not really. But we can segue into things with a brief recap of our previous chapter in which everybody gathers up their, their anti-ring <laughs> and their little party and they yeah. trek up a mountainside to hit up a, a power junction where they're going to try to hack the whole island. And Eddie gets bored with that, so she goes and takes a walk and decides to follow a, an elusive unicorn, which leads her into an obvious trap where she is promptly kidnapped. And that leads us into Chapter 20 of Questland by Carrie Vaughn. So this is a hands tied and bag over your head sort of kidnapping. Uh, Kind of, yeah. She's gagged and blindfolded. Mm -hmm. Her hands are tied in front of her and she is put on a unicorn. Yeah. She's pleased that she's not thrown over the unicorn like a sack of like flour. Okay. 
That would be very cruel, actually, because she talks about how they travel for like two hours. Yeah, it's also, I think she's thinking of the way that you see people get thrown over a horse in like a movie or something. Yeah, that would be a very cruel thing to do for that length of time because that is incredibly uncomfortable. (laughs) And it's made very clear partway through this chapter that these kidnappers are not intending to be cruel. Yeah, no. it's Explicitly so. I know. She's still really uncomfortable. Yeah, it's not a pleasant ride. It's well, it's a long ride. And I mean, I've ridden a horse before. Uh, certainly not for hours at a time, but long enough that it's like, oh, you can get sore in a saddle very well, quickly. Have Especially you ever, if you're not used to it. Have you ever passively ridden a horse? Have you ever been like behind someone else who's actually in the saddle of a horse? Yeah, I would have been very young, though. Yeah. Actively riding a horse can be very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Passively riding a horse when you don't have stirrups to put your feet in Mm -hmm. can be murder on your body. Now, the other problem is this is not a real horse. No, it's a a unicorn. And as Addie rides, even though she can't see, like the illusion quickly wears off. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. It feels like she's riding a machine. It completely ruins the illusion for her very quickly. And partially because she knows she's not riding a horse. Yeah. Right? She knows it's a machine. So even if they tried to get it right, they still couldn't quite get it right. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, She also notes that the unicorn doesn't seem to have the same level of sophistication as the wargs do. Funny. This is maybe, maybe a little theme park 101. Maybe if your teams were allowed to collaborate instead of pit against each other... Uh, maybe all your creatures would be better. Yeah, but also there's the possible implication that means that the unicorns were hastily rolled out recently for reasons. For reasons, it's true. Just putting that out there. These are things that I noticed. Yeah. They ride hard for a while, and then they take a break at basically the border of the Realm of Arrows. And Addie's like, oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah, because we we had thrown about the possibility, maybe it wasn't the elves, but we were pretty confident last episode it was the elves. And sure enough, it's elves. Yeah. They even look like elves. They look like elves right out of the Tolkien movies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. All their like long flowing hair yeah, and robes they, and unicorns. They're even and... talking in Tolkien's elven language so that she can't understand them completely. Which is... Pretentious. Yes. Which is very elvish. Yeah. <laughs> um, they offer her some water. They give her a short break. They even take off the blindfold for a moment so she can kind of get a breath of fresh air and ungag her because they're far enough away that she's, even if she screamed at this point, nobody's going to hear her. Yeah. She's like, what's going on? You guys are clearly experienced kidnappers. What's happening here? And they're like, yes, we're experienced kidnappers because we've been practicing to kidnap you so that you were unharmed. And she's like, oh. And that basically lays out everything right there. Okay. So how long have they been practicing? Days. Are you sure? Because if this is a plan that's been weeks coming, what? If it's a plan that's been weeks coming, then Dom has known for weeks that Addie was being sent to the island. Yes, before Addie knew that Addie was being sent to the island. Yeah, and that's something. That is something. That's why I bring it up. Like, uh, if, if they got a crash course in kidnapping, that's one thing. Yeah. Right? If the second she interacted with any kind of statue, Dom knew about it, and he was like, all right, we need to kidnap this woman I need a crash course in kidnapping because we don't want to hurt her. That's one thing. And I admit, that is likely what has happened that is That is certainly possible because Dom has known that Addie's on the island for at least two days. Yeah. We can surmise that the first time that he saw that she was on the island was at the Sphinx. 
Yes. Because she noticed a statue of Harris laying on the, the tower. Yep. And the human nation hadn't cottoned on to the fact that those were security cameras. Yeah, and that was that was morning morning day one, right? Morning day one. So yeah. he's known she's there for two days. But if they've been practicing longer than that, then he's known that she's been on the way for a while. Yeah. And that's interesting. Also, because there's only one person who could have set that up. How do you practice a kidnapping? Mm. Did they kidnap their own and be like, ha ha, sorry. You were just a practice dummy. Well, you... no, but run run through what you're going to do. Make sure that it's going to be as easy as possible, right? Okay, just wondering. Yeah. <laughs> then they blindfold her again, and she's like, why are you, like, I couldn't lead someone back to where we're. Yeah, she's like, I don't know where I am. And they actually are like, well, no, we're blindfolding you so that you can't find your way back out. And she's like, okay, legit. <laughs> okay, A, legit. B, actually terrifying. Yeah. Because if, again, Theme Park 101, you don't want your guests to get lost. She's not a guest. No, but the park is intended for guests. And if the design of it is that they're going to get lost with the elves, what? That's not the design of it. That's why they're blindfolding her. Yeah, and what I'm saying is, if this is a theme park full of customers, it shouldn't matter. They should be able to find their way around. Yes, but they would probably have a map or guides. Okay, two, thi- two things Addy does explicitly not have. Okay, and I, my guess is that if Tess or Arthur lead the way, they will get to Riverhaven very quickly. And let's be fair, within an hour, those mercenaries were gearing up to go after her. Oh, yeah. As soon as they noticed she was gone. Oh, yeah. Tess and Arthur and Torres's team are on the way by the time she gets there. I guarantee it. One would assume. Yeah. They may be left behind Wendell to finish unringing. Yeah. <laughs> right? His anti-ring. They maybe left him behind to work on that. Maybe even with, like, a couple guards. They probably left him Rucker. But at the very least, Torres and Arthur and Tess are on their way to Riverhaven. Yes. Like, we can guess that. Yeah. Oh, no. They are coming, I am sure. The only thing is that, of course, because they were riding the unicorns, the elves quickly outpaced them. So it's going to take a while for them to arrive. Long enough for Dom to have some alone time with her, which I think might be Dom's motivation here. Probably. But we're... Getting a little ahead of ourselves. And he's given himself a small head start with the kidnapping. Yeah. And, and again, at risk of getting a little ahead of ourselves, my sense is that he wanted an opportunity to talk to her alone without Torres and Tess and Arthur. Yeah, probably. Otherwise, why would he do this? He wants to win her over without the mitigating factors there. And, ah. and I think that that's what the motivation is. I could be wrong. Like, he could spell out something very different in the oh, next chapter. absolutely. But my guess is I need to get Addie alone so that I can convince her that what's going on is not terrible. <laughs> Maybe. This is, I realize that I am getting ahead of myself with this, but you say he needs to win her over. My question is, win her over to what? We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> it could be as simple as if I can convince you that what's going on is on the level or is not my fault, you can then help me parlay with Torres and his team. It could be as simple as that. It could be something much more complex. We don't know. know. We won't find out until next chapter. This chapter's a whole bunch of, I don't know. We meet as much as a paragraph of Dom at the end of this chapter. Oh, I I wouldn't even call that a paragraph. I would call that like two lines. But we got way ahead of ourselves. Way ahead of ourselves. Because Annie has just arrived at Riverhaven. She's unbound. She's set kind of free because there's nowhere she can go and it's very much the elven village of her dreams it's it's very inspired by tolkien it's all built into the trees it's very elegant and seemingly mystical yeah it's like mystical and a little bit whimsical and yeah yeah the whole time i couldn't help but think that's very surface level 
And she even has a glimmer of that. Like she. The, uh, oh, I wouldn't even call it a glimmer. I would. I would call it blatant. She's. Yeah. She expresses disappointment because she knows that these things aren't organic. They're, none of this was carved or grown. It was all printed. Yeah, it's it's the facsimile of a culture. It's not a real culture. Yeah, that to me went back to the unicorns. Uh huh. Her ride on the way there underscored everything about this elven civilization, which is that on the surface it's very pretty, but it's all very mechanical and fake and underneath. fake underneath. I think that's Addie's big disappointment. Really, in the whole island, is that it's all fake underneath. She doesn't even have to scratch very much of the paint off to see how fake it is. Yep. And maybe that's because she's an English professor. Maybe. And she has that depth of knowledge and that deeper understanding that a regular park goer just wouldn't have. Someone who's just coming for a week to stay yeah. and have a fun adventure might not really scratch the surface that much and it might not fall apart for them the way that it has so quickly fallen apart for her but she's also not having a regular guest experience no she really isn't and she can't help but snoop in all the corners where she's seeing all the the gears behind the curtains right okay uh remember last chapter or the one before i i said i feel like if addy was one of my girlfriends Mm -hmm. right i relate to addy really hard like this because i'm the person who looks behind the curtain yeah I want to know how the sausage is made. Show me the behind the scenes. I love it. I want to know all of the secrets. But you're coming at it from an entirely different perspective. Oh, I really am. She wants to look behind the curtains to make sure that what's behind the curtains is still magic. You want to look behind the curtains because you want to see how they're making the magic. Yeah, because I know the magic isn't real and I want to see how it's done. Show me how you fooled me. That was amazing. Yeah. And and therein lies the difference between your and Addie's motivations. <laughs> Which we'd still be friends. Yeah. She is in for disappointment. You are in store for an exciting adventure. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But that's, I mean, because we got ahead of ourselves, she's basically like taken up to see Dom. She's treated very well by the elves. After they get her off the unicorn. But in many ways, she's treated, after she's arrived, she's treated like a visiting dignitary. She's treated like a big deal. To the point where she's actually on a bit of a high about it for a moment. Only for a moment. And that's what I want to talk about. So she's treated, not roughly, but she is kidnapped. She is. So that's not exactly, you know, being picked up in a limousine. No. (laughs) Right? There's this comment, and it's almost... It's almost a throwaway line, but it stood out to me so hard. She is addressed as Milady, mm-hmm. and she reflects on that for a moment. She's in her grubby fatigues, right? Mm-hmm. She hasn't showered in days, right? She's hardly slept. She's just been on the back of a fake unicorn for hours. She is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And the line, the line after that was, uh, she was being addressed as if she was beautiful, And I genuinely can't tell in this moment if it's just because she feels gross in the moment or if she has trouble accepting the fact that someone thinks she's beautiful. Could be a little bit of both. But also, let's be clear, the elves are treating her that way because they have been told to treat her that way. Well, yeah. It's not authentic. She could have shown up covered in slime with like a bird nesting in her hair (laughs) and the elves would have still treated her that way because they have been told to treat her that way. Yes and no. Yes. She has walked around this island with a weird amount of reverence. Mm -hmm. Not coming from her, 
Mm-hmm. But from everybody else, they're like, oh, my God, you're Addie Cox? Yeah. Like, she's somehow weirdly famous, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone has this this great reverence for her. So, yes, they've been told, but I think it's it's a little more ingrained than simply, like, she is important, right? I think Dom has really built her up Oh yeah, for, for sure. all of these people. For sure, but he's also clearly ordered his elves to treat her delicately. Agreed. And to treat her like a lady. I, I sincerely believe this. If Dom had more time, I bet she would be washed and dressed and fed. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? Like she would be abducted and then they would treat her. They would like gussy her up and then he would see her. <laughs> because A, that seems like a very Dom thing for him to do based also, on what we know of him. It's also the very tropey thing. Yes. Like, yes, 100%. Uh, but I, I suspect you're right. It doesn't happen because Dom recognizes, like, we're on the clock. Yeah. I, I think, need to talk to yeah. you, and I need to talk to you alone, and we're not going to have that alone time for very long. No. Because your people have almost certainly already noticed that you're gone and figured out what's happened. Yep. And, I mean, if he's got eyes all over the island, then, yeah, he probably knows they're on the way. Okay. So, yeah, he must. But I'm right, aren't I? Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. Right? Like, she would be attended to. She would be dressed in, like, an elvish gown with terrible vulture sleeves. Yeah, she would have been bathed and dressed in an an elvish fashion, and her hair would have been done. Of course, she would have, like, a silver circlet in her hair, something like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. And then she would have been brought to meet Dom. Yes. She would have been brought to him. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I think the only thing preventing that is, is time. time. Yeah, they don't have the time. So so uh, we'll have to wait and see what Dom has to say. Um, is this going to be a, this isn't my fault? Is this going to be a, please let me explain why this is my fault? Maybe? I don't yeah. know. I am keen for the next chapter. I'm very keen for the next chapter because we're finally going to hear from Dom. And he's been built up all story. It'll, yeah. be, it'll be interesting to see what he has to say. And my guess is a twist. Maybe. We've got... What would you call that? A quarter of the book? Yeah, left? maybe about a quarter of the book about left. A quarter of the book left. Just staring at where there's, the book is. There's definitely time for another twist. Yes. Yeah. It'll be interesting. But maybe we'll find out what game Dom and Harris Lang are playing. Ooh, maybe. When we hear from the horse's mouth. Sorry, let me rephrase that. <laughs> when we hear from the elves' mouth. From the elves' mouth. Yeah. Uh, in the next chapter. One more thing I want to talk about before we wrap up. This book started with Addie being just gleeful with how real everything was, how Mm -hmm. physical everything was. And now we're at the point with her on the journey where all the seams are starting to show. Yeah. Right? And I wonder what changed. I mean, she's having a bad time. So that's one of the things that's changed. (laughs) She went from having a good time to having a bad time. I don't think she started out having a very good time. But it's also, and I think this points back to her question to Tess and Arthur last chapter as well like how how deep does your knowledge run like where are you starting from what she's seeing is people who started at the end and that's why she's starting to be able to recognize all of the flaws and problems because she's really started to internalize that this is all just surface level stuff it's a very surface level understanding of the fantasy and it's being translated into a very surface level fantasy world yeah she's disappointed with that and her disappointment is growing and yet she continues to allow herself to be fooled by it. 
because she, she wants to buy into it. She oh. wants so badly to buy into it. She that's wants why it, it's not that she wants to buy into it. She wants it to be real. And that's she why she wants it to be deeper. That's why she gleefully said, yes, let's go look at a dragon. That's why she followed a unicorn into a forest, despite the fact that her brain was screaming at her not to do that. Yeah, she knows better. She knows it's not real. Yeah. Still. But she wants it to be real so bad in her heart of hearts that she keeps allowing herself to get fooled by it. And then inevitably gets disappointed by it. Yeah. And she's now at the point where she's like, this is going to be a disappointment. I'm still going to go look at it. I'm still going to go. We're at an interesting point in her character arc, I think, because I'm not sure what Addie's going to get out of this. I don't know either. We'll have to wait and see. Oh, yeah. And I hope we do. Yeah. Because... Yeah, I just I thought like it was. An, <laughs> I love Addie. We would be friends in real life. I think mm, for sure. If she was a real person. Oh yeah, very fond of Addie. I would give her hugs all the time. Well, we'll have to uh, see what Addie and Dom have to say to one another now that they've had their fateful and long teased confrontation. <laughs> That'll be in chapter twenty-one, which you'll want to read up on in time for next week. Yes. In the meantime, you know this island is self-sufficient. That would include. Power, communications, everything on the island has to be contained on the island. Food, we already had that discussion. Yeah. Now, if only there was a way for you and I to be able to get most of our utilities from the same place, like our our power, our gas, our internet. Unfortunately, here in Alberta, there is a way to do that with places like Park Power. This episode of The Read Along is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. Park Power is owned by Chris Kozowski, who has a growing and well-deserved reputation for being a guy who cares. If you're in the Edmonton area, you may have seen him around town in his signature bow tie, supporting local causes and boosting local business. He walks that talk with his business. It's why Park Power shares its profits with local charities. As a new customer, you can choose a community partner to receive 10% of the proceeds from your electricity bill, like the CKUA radio network. Visit parkpower.ca slash CKUA to find out more. Park Power. We recently switched to them as well, so we can speak from experience that they're a pretty good service. Agreed. Yeah. You can find out more about Park Power by following the links right now at albertapodcastnetwork.com. While you're there, hey, there's other podcasts, lots of them. You should maybe check out some of those. There's so many podcasts. You can download them on your podcatcher of choice while you're there. That's probably where you're catching this old pod. Could give us a little rating and review. Oh, please and thank you. Yeah, we would also be happy to discuss with you via social media. Absolutely. Pick your favorite. We are on... Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Goodreads. We are at the read along on most of those. We're also reachable via email. Absolutely. We are the read along at gmail.com. And with that said, as always, we love you very much, and we'll see you next time. Better unicorns. Thank you for joining us on The Read Along with your hosts, Anita and Scott Bourgeois, a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. All read-along music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Cover art is by Aaron Beaver. Be sure to join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Read Along, and check out our group on Goodreads.com. 